Today's guest is Mike. This dude is a dating consultant. Everybody says dating coach or whatever you want to call it. Coach is super washed out, but we're going to go with dating consultant because I've been watching some of this shit and it is the real deal. And if you haven't had a chance to look at it, uh, I'm going to leave all the information underneath this video. Watch it. I guarantee you're going to enjoy it. This dude knows how to talk. But without further ado, I'm going to let Mike introduce himself a little bit more. I pre first of all, thank you so much for that uh, intro. I, I appreciate you very, very much. Um, so yes, I, my name is Mike Zacchio. I'm a New York-based aspiring dating consultant because I'm not quite there yet to where like a business model is is like all fleshed out and everything. But I spent about six years writing about uh, love, dating, relationships, and such, while also being a sports journalist, which I did for nine, ten years. And then it's it's just something that's always been a passion of mine. Um, once I left journalism. Uh, started getting into it a little bit more. And then once coronavirus hit and kind of wiped everyone's jobs out, I'm like, okay, this is a great opportunity to really dive in and go feet first into uh, what I want to do. So I started a nightly, started off as a TikTok live show, and then I moved it over to Instagram live. And it's a, a nightly talk show, basically talking about love, dating relationships, and it has guests on two nights a week. And I've uh, been having a, having a blast with it so far. So let's backtrack a little bit. Uh, you said you've been writing about uh, being a dating consultant or your, you know, experience dating. So you have books. What, tell yeah, me more I about got, that. I got two books. Um, both uh, were published in 2016 because I was a little overzealous. Um, first one's called uh, A Crazy Little Thing Called Love, which was published in April 2016. And then I decided to try and self-publish my second book. And I don't know why I thought to do it in the same exact year, but um, in any case, that book is called Inside Out, uh, and that was published in November of 2016, and they're both available on Amazon right now. That's pretty awesome. So, like, what got you the, to the point where you're like, you know what, I've been through so much dating, like, my experience could help people. What, what got you to that point? I mean, I, I've always been someone who's been, like, very in tune with his emotions, and I've always felt very passionately about you know relationships and love and dating and whatnot um so it's just something that's always kind of been ingrained in me and i was and i've always been like a writer or broadcaster or in in the media in some way shape yeah, or form yeah. so it was just a, i felt like it was only a matter of time until the two met um and then i think around 2013 2014 whenever it was i was scrolling on facebook and i saw this this post come across my feed and it was like, you know, the 10 things that like guys do for this or something like, it's one of those listicle articles. And I clicked on it and I'm like, this is absolute trash. I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know who wrote this. I don't know what this site is or whatever. So I scrolled around. I'm like, what is thought catalog? Like, what is this? So I poked around a little bit more and they were like, oh, do you want to write for us? You know, send in a submission. I'm like, you know what? I know I'm not the greatest writer in the world. I know that it's better than whatever this is. And if they publish this, then maybe they'll publish me. Yeah. So I sent in uh, an article two days later, I got the email back from, I think it was actually a day later from uh, one of the producers. And they were like, Hey man, like we love your writing. We'd love to publish your work. So I uh, took them up on that. And I did that for about three, four years. And yeah, it was just all basically like a, on a contribution basis. So it's not like I was getting paid for it, but it was good to just kind of get the work out there. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Like going out on a whim like that, like, Hey, you see it, you have a disagreement with how it looks currently. Like, Hey, I could fix this. Why not? Like maybe this will take me somewhere. That, that's pretty dope. So like, I have, I, in one of my previous episodes, I kind of dive into like the whole dating nightmare shit where it, it comes to like online dating or 
all of the apps, all of that stuff. And like, did you go that route? Did, did you live that life before? Like, I, I want to figure out a little bit more about how did this guy get into the dating world? No, I, I hear you. Um, I've, I feel like I've honestly tried everything, everything within reason. So when it comes to dating apps, I've been on Tinder. I've been on Bumble. I've been on Hinge. I've been on The League. I tried um, Coffee Meets Bagel. I, did, I oh, actually a bought thing. a subscription. Yeah, coffee. Oh I did, I wasn't on there very long. I don't know I don't what even it would know half these names. Like I've been on Tinder, Bubble, and uh, Hinge, and then that like that like plateaued my dating, online dating because it like it, it's it's too easy. And I, I'm not, I'm not going to say it in, in a really negative way, but it's like it's so easy that it's not healthy. <laughs> it's like yes, it's just it's easy access. Just swipe, swipe, swipe. So that's why like I got to the point where after I got like past my mid twenties, I'm like, you know what, I really. Because I've always, like, I always was on the apps to date seriously. I wasn't yeah. the, the hookup type. There were points in my life where maybe I was looking for that. But overall, I was like the type looking for more for a relationship than anything else. Then I got to the point where I'm like, you know, everyone on here just seems like they're either not really interested in anything serious or they just want to boost their Instagram following. And I'm not about that. So let me invest some money and actually get a match.com account and see if that will take me somewhere. Um, that was like a complete waste of time. But I, I, really? I wanted meeting someone off of match um so like like soon after i joined match mm -hmm. so that's why i was like okay well well now i have no use for this because i met this person organically so now i'm never on match so the, um, one of the things that i ran into when it came to the dating world was i i took the time to really focus on myself like i was i was on all those things religiously and it, it, it was very unhealthy for me and it was relatively toxic because like you're devoting so much time into this like I'm, I'm going to communicate with this person about the same thing or 12 different people at the same time about the same conversations. And then when I stopped that and I really started communicating with myself more and I started working out more, I started eating better. I stopped drinking as much. You know, I, I really focused on me. That's when like the relationship that I'm in now, which is very healthy. It really came to surface and like it in, in turn, like it was healthy and it was a natural thing. It wasn't something that was forced and like, trying to find it swipe on it on on, it, on the internet yeah everyone always said like at least i was always told like you know it always happens when you least expect it or when you stop trying that's when it happens and all this other stuff and like i i agree with it it, it happens when you least expect it i don't believe in like you know it'll happen when you stop trying so to speak because yeah. like i'm always an advocate for like you need to put yourself out there yeah. like people who sit there and say you know what i'm done with apps i'm done with dating i'm not going to do anything i'm just going to become a recluse and like to me, I'm like, what do you think? Someone's going to like knock on your door and just be like, hi, I want to date you. Like, you still need to. And if it happened, like you'd be calling the cops. Like, this yeah, like exactly. <laughs> so uh, to me, I'm like, you got to put in some effort. I understand if you don't want to go the route of like, I'm yeah. going to be on every single app. But yeah. like, even if you say like, you know what, Thursday nights, whatever, I'm going to be on Tinder or something like that. Or I'm yeah. going to get a match.com account. So yeah. I'm on the online dating but at least I'm taking it a little bit more seriously. Yeah, I mean, you're investing money into it. Like when you, I feel yeah. like when, when you start to invest money into something, you're really gonna take it a little bit more serious instead of like, okay, I, I have eight of the free apps and then I, I've never paid to really get some kind of extra guidance. So like you're putting some money in there, so you're gonna stay into it. And for me with Match, it was like, cause I knew what my mindset was the entire time. So mm -hmm. that's why like, it didn't matter that like it was matched to me. It was like, I was taking it seriously on Bumble, Tinder, everywhere else. For me, it was like, if they're putting, like if, if they are putting money into it, they are probably more serious. So I have a better chance of meeting someone who wants something on the more serious side. I like that. I like that. So outside of uh, your dating consulting, 
Um, what else is keeping you busy? Um, so I got laid off with due to the coronavirus. I was basically managing a bowling entertainment center for okay. about five, five, six months before that happened. Um, mm -hmm. I do have another, like I have that job lined up and a job offer for when this is all, all over. So thankfully I'm in a good employment situation, yeah. you know, considering what other people are kind of going through. But I, I've honestly, like that's really been the bulk of my focus. Like I, I wake up at, you know, six, six thirty, whatever. I'll usually watch tea with Gary V in the morning. Um, every day, notes, religiously. Notes on that or whatever. Day, yeah. um, and then I go right into, you know, work mode for me in terms of like editing the podcast, whatever, doing the timestamps, whatever, making mm -hmm. quote cards and, you know, cover cards, whatever, uploading everything, which sometimes takes quite a while. Um, but yeah, like it, it's basically like a full time, it's, you know, nine to five or, you know, 11 to six or so doing that stuff. I and never realized until now, like how long this stuff takes. And like, oh, yeah. you're really going to focus in because I've watched a lot of stuff and you're editing down like the, the live feed from, from Instagram, um, watching how it, like it's a smooth transition. Like that's rewatching the video for one is an hour and then to make it look exactly how you want it. And then, I mean, that's, that's some work. Yeah. So like, I mean, there are like when, like when I did my podcast, like what I did, like I was recording on like these headphones in mm -hmm. my, into my phone or whatever. Mm -hmm. And everything was just one take. Like it was just whatever it's going to be is what it's going to be. There was no editing whatsoever. And I just uploaded it. Um, I did like the, the cheapest platform subscription and whatever I could do. So like you can get away with things like the Instagram live. Like I could very easily just say here, share on Instagram TV, whatever, and then just leave it at that. But like, I, I have like more pride in my work in terms of like, I want the edits to look a little bit nice or whatever. If, if I know that I did an hour long show, but I could probably chop it down to 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. Even if I know people aren't gonna watch the full 40 minutes, at least people seeing that, like, you know, oh, it's 40 minutes, it's not an hour, you're more likely to watch it then. And if you add the timestamps, that if someone's like, they stumble across it, oh, at the 17 minute mark, she talks about, you know, this, like, that is that interests me, that, that's what I'm kind of here to, to learn. I'll just skip to the 17 minute mark. Well, now it's better than you watching three minutes of it and being like, well, this isn't for me, and then checking yeah. out. Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely great information, especially when it comes to like, if you look at your turning on a video and you see that, oh, it's an hour long. Like, oh, fuck, this is an hour long? Like, I don't know if I have an hour to devote to this. I don't even know this guy. Like, if, yeah. how am I gonna devote an hour to my life to this? And that's why when it comes to like the podcast, that, it, hey, if you're not doing anything, you're going on drive, turn this on, you listen up, you don't have to really pay 100% attention, but something's gonna pop out. So it's, yeah. uh, have, you, have, have you thought about taking the sound from the daily mic drop and ripping it and putting it to the podcast platform? Because I know you're, it's already there. Like you're halfway there. Yeah. So I, I've downloaded most of the audio files already into like okay. MP3 forms or MP4 or whatever. So they're in my iTunes as just the audio form. I'm just trying to think now, how do I want to go about it with a podcast? Cause like, like my old podcast was called heart of the matter. And while it did talk about all of the same subjects, like part of me is like, like I've been calling like my show that I've been doing is the daily mic drop. So like, I don't want to sit there and like just add it on to the heart of the matter account and then people are gonna be like wait a minute did he just like change names up on us whatever so i'm like i'd want to do a like a separate account and just kind of start it all over mm -hmm. and make it more like a uh like a like, the, like gary v's like audio experience how it's just it's a combination and make this new channel it could be mic drop episodes it could be little bits of information that i'm thinking about or whatever um just like gary's things are podcasts his daily v's his keynotes it's just a mixed bag of everything he's got everything on there and that's why like uh, when i started this channel my idea was i mean i could bring on everyday people from all over the place i mean i've had musicians i've had athlete professional athlete like olympian athletes 
I've had all kinds of people on here, like big members of the community. And it's like, I could, there's information that they have that they embody with a positive type mindset that could be really important to anybody that runs upon, upon it. And it's like, Gary on another level is funneling like yard sailing to motivation, to tough love, to like everything across the map. And then like the 30 second idea, like I could see how ripping something like that and putting it, putting it out to the public. Cause it, like it's in the most random time that you think of something, it's a fucking gem. It's like, I'm yeah. driving down the street. How am I going to record this right now? I'm driving. <laughs> So there's times like what I got in the habit of doing was I would start, you know, cause I, I, there was a point where it seemed like every time, like right as I was going to bed, I'd get like three great ideas for poems or, or a TikTok idea. So yeah, now I, if I didn't have a notebook candy, whatever, I just went to like voice memos and I'd be like, you know, TikTok idea, talk yeah. about this like that, or a poem idea, start off with this line and then go talk about this. Um, because I would always hate it. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to remember that in the morning. And then you wake up and you're like, shit what was that idea sorry for, for the language no no you're fine like, there's much worse much worse guessing i have a few other episodes where it's like every other word there's a good military buddy of mine and it, it was like fuck 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 the whole time but it's, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like okay. it's real talk it's it, i mean uh so you live in the state of new york or where are you at yeah so i'm in the suburbs of, of new york city so okay. i'm like 45 minutes to an hour outside of new york city so how's it looking out there for you guys I'm, I'm, you said earlier that you guys are still 100 percent like shut down like is it slowly growing opening back up like yes so we keep hearing like you know it was going to be may 15th or whatever and like you know we just had memorial day where they opened it up to where like you can have gatherings of like 10 or so as long as you were following social distance guidelines but like you know Shoprite is our local store whatever they require everyone to wear masks um they, they usually have a line out the door because they they only want to keep a certain number of people in the store at a certain time um it's definitely different like i, I my fiance and i went up to like to dunkin donuts this morning and it's like it's just so weird just seeing life it just seems like everything is just so slowed down and peeled back that's it's very zombie like I, I love the movie zombie land it's very zombie land-esque in how like just deserted the, some of the roads are and just like the way life is and now when you see like all these riots or whatever where people are just kind of like taking what they can and run i'm like oh my burning god burning down we're, targets and like yeah we're, we're like we're definitely getting closer to the to, to zombie land level um, come on that's crazy so like i've been working through this whole thing like i, I work um i i'm a licensed peace officer and i work in the corrections bureau but i i manage a uh a tactical operations unit for the corrections bureau and I've, I've had to pretty much live through all of this stuff that's going on in the outside and relatively on the inside over there and just seeing like how the waves have turned and how like the, I don't know why this is a very sensitive subject, especially right now. Oh yeah. The, the action that he made was not okay yeah. by any means. And, and anybody that's sitting around and watch that is not okay. So like you have a job to tap that person out. If you see that they're physically and mentally not able to con- to do their job to the safest manner possible. That's it. Yep. There's no question about it. If I got to tap you out, you're getting tapped out. You go, go do your thing away from me or stay by if it gets worse, but like, you got to go. And none of those guys did that. And to see that people are, their response to this is like, Hey, I'm going to go burn down a target like this. Yeah. It's it, we're living in very wild times and, I, I sit there and think because I, I just see social media just amplifies everything. Oh. And I feel like it just divides people even more than I'm like, I don't know that we'll ever get to a place of normalcy or, or mm-hmm. civil decency to where we can have 
difficult conversations where it's like, listen, I'm fine if you're on that side and I'm on this side. I have no problem with that. We can have that discussion, Mm -hmm. but respect me. I will respect you. Don't name call me. Don't shame me. Don't whatever. And we can talk about it. And if we're at a a disagreement, then we're at a disagreement, whatever. Um, But you know. I, I heard I heard somebody say it the other day where it's you have to you have to approach the job that you're dealing with now as if you're dealing with a family member, somebody that you love and you don't want to see get hurt. So if if you're going towards a family member, say you're having you had to pull over your aunt Linda, whatever her name is, and Linda's being crazy old Linda like normal at the Christmas party. Are you really gonna like act up against your aunt? Like are you are you gonna feel okay with yourself really approaching somebody like that? Like overdoing it especially in that scenario like that's if you're okay with watching it hand in your bench like it's yeah. <laughs> it's crazy and the fact like tiktok my feed has turned in from you know funny dancing all kinds of all kinds of really funny stuff to literally just riots yeah how am i going to explain that to my kid like how am i going to hey dad what is this is this real like is this a movie no that's 1000% real so, like I it's, said, wild, wild times we're living in right now. Oh my gosh, yeah, for sure. But let's move on to something else. You you clearly got a baseball hat on. You into baseball? Yes. You got a team? What is it? I'm sure you're in New uh, York, so I'm I, sure it's. I'm, I'm sure a it's big Yan- I'm a big Yankee fan. Uh, everyone in my family's Mets fans. My fiance, my dad, my mom, my brother, a lot of my cousins and uncles are, are Yankee fans. Thankfully, so I have you know some some safe uh, some safe space in the family. But I mean, I'm also just I'm a New York fan. I, I nice. above like everything. So like if, if the Mets were to make the world series, I'm not going to like root against them. I hate the Red Sox. That's about it. Like other than that, I like the game of baseball. So I, I love watching the world series. I don't really care who's in it. You play, you play it growing up. I played little league. I mean, I, I was always natural at it, but then like in, when I was, I forgot what grade it was or like fifth grade, I forgot, like I got, I was batting and I got hit in the head by one of the balls and that just like ruined me. Cause oh, I was like, no now, I'm, like now I'm afraid of everything. So I'm stepping yeah. in the ditch or whatever. Yeah. But um, as I got older, I started joining like some softball leagues, whatever. And where I'm like, good. If I get hit by a pitch, I'm not fear. Like I'm not fearing like breaking my leg or breaking a rib or anything like that. So it's not gonna hurt as bad. I'm, I'm a yeah. Giants fan. I'm from California originally. And I was about an hour from the Bay. I'm a Giants fan, Oakland Raider fan. So it's like, I love the Giants. I love. Pl- I played baseball growing up, and same thing. When I got a little bit older, I was, you know what? I'll give my hand at some softball. And I mean, it's it's that team feeling. It's the camaraderie, going out with the dudes, kind of shooting the shit. If if you're out there having a beer or two, it's really like bring it back. You're you're a grown man playing a kid's game. Like, to get like to that level. some of my my earliest memories of life were watching, like go, going to my dad's softball games when he was in his. Wow, like mid thirty, so I'm like closer to my age, whatever. And I just remember like loving that, just whole like, like I said, it's it's the guys getting together, and it was just so, it was something to do. Yeah. Um, and then so I, I didn't join a league until about you know maybe four years ago or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really like even then I was like a sub, so I didn't officially join a team until two three years ago. And I just like loved it. It's something to do on Sunday mornings, or whatever. Like I I hate the fact that we can't do it now because like that Sunday morning, like that's kind of like my release. It's like my me time. And um, I'm just kind of really missing it right now. Yeah, I mean it, it's especially being trapped in the house. Like, come on, it's it's hard to be in the house. I don't know if you're an extrovert, introvert, like just being, massive extrovert. Yeah, so you have <laughs> you love being around people. Yes, I, I'm going out of my like. If I didn't have the daily mic drop and all my like yeah. my love and dating stuff, like I I would honestly probably be going out of my mind because. Like I'd be breaking quarantine every which way. Cause I would just be like, I, I can't do this. 
Like there's only so much Netflix I can watch. There's only so many TV shows and movies that I can watch. And I love like watching TV and watching movies, but like not for 60 days straight, <laughs> 70 days Dang. straight, whatever we're like. 14 days you know, straight. Yeah, like don't get me wrong. There'll be t- periods where it's like, you know what? Like I have like a long weekend or whatever yeah. and I'm kind of exhausted. Like yeah. I'm going to chill. This is going to be a me weekend. That was um, me last night. So I've, I've been, I've had a private uh, community on Facebook for a little while now and it's a really open discussion. It's really cool to see that like TikTok has created one thing and it gave me the idea for another thing and to see how everybody that's in the private group that, that was really like active on TikTok with me came over and they continue the energy, but they're a lot more open. So like every Thursday at, I think it's seven o'clock, we have a private Zoom meeting and everybody's in there talking, doing their thing, chatting about everything, but it's a community of people that has really grown from this. And it's like, I mean, maybe you could do it with the, the whole dating thing. I know you're very active with the mic drop every night, but like last night, for instance, we have our, or uh, every Thursday Zoom meeting. And like, I had such a day at work, especially, it was so busy, it was hot, I was completely burnt out, I needed a brain break. And I text one of the people that really uh, helps me out with the private group. And I was like, hey, there's no way I'm getting on tonight. Like, But she sent me a picture, there was like 15 people on there last night, just shooting the shit. And it's so powerful to see that, like it's kind of in your position where you're, you're unable to break quarantine, but they're on there, these people are all over the United States. There's one in, in freaking uh, Ireland. Like she hops on there with us. Like I'm, I'm not shitting you either. No, she no, hops I, on. it's all over the world. It's crazy that this, like something like TikTok created this, and then I moved it to here, and then now it's doing this. Where it's like they're running to the similar, similar shit, but their technology has opened so many doors, and being able to influence that is unreal. Like, the, and for me, like. I go through periods where I sit there and think like, man, I've really used this time like during quarantine to to do something good, to do something productive with my time. And then there's also times where I catch myself. I'm like, well, it's, we're, we're probably getting closer to the end of it. And I still feel like I didn't do enough. Like, you know, I probably should have been doing, you know, forming you know, Zoom. Cause that's one thing that I'm very bad at. Like I'm bad at like creating, you know, like, I'm, I'm not good at com- creating communities, which is something I really struggle with. Like yeah. I, I feel like I have the content in me and I have, the knowledge to, to help people and the desire to help people. But like, I look at like something I'm struggling very much with, with TikTok. Like I, I saw my, myself like growing, growing, growing. I'm like, this is great. This is, I'm going to get to, you know, 50,000 followers, a hundred thousand followers. Yeah, I'm going to rebuild the community yeah. and I'm trying to, I'm trying to reply to every comment and like every comment and like really let people know I'm here. I'm reading. I care. Mm-hmm. And then it just tails off. And I'm like, God, I feel like, I feel like nobody cares. It's like, I have 49,000 followers on, on TikTok and I've, and, and but I see people with less followers that have a much better, stronger community, and I'm like, God, I would kill to have ten thousand followers who like follow everything, and they and they really engage with my content rather than having fifty thousand. That's like that's one of the things I don't quite understand with TikTok is you could have this many followers and still get this many views. Like it doesn't get blasted to all the people that are following you. Yeah, they it's, they're it's, very yeah. active on their their uh, following page, so it's like. And, and a lot of it is the, the viral video. Like, mm-hmm. like a lot, like I gained probably 25,000 to even, maybe even 30,000 of my followers, like basically off of one video that just happened to explode. Like got like two, I think it's at like 2.4 million now. Yeah. But like, but it was also, it was a highly engaging and high, like I think it was shared like 80,000 times, which That's is like, crazy. So like I, I started to see like that trend kind of take off and 
then they, and then after that, like people watch your other videos, whatever. So that's how like you see the surrounding videos are all like you know twenty thousand views, this that. Mm -hmm. But like, I actually had one similar, which is what is funny, and uh, it was about it like dating, and it was it was like I came in and said if you're falling out of love with somebody or something of that nature. Uh, you have to continue to do the little things to really continue to burn the fire or reignite the fire and uh, just continue following in love again. It's something like that. But it was the way I said it, like really struck off. And then I think it was like 1.5 million or something around that. But it's, oh, it's crazy. Like just talking in the mirror, people connect to it. And then it like, just take it. Uh, so I, I got that. I, um, like, I don't know if you follow Anna Sitar on TikTok. She's mm -hmm. the, uh, like the, I don't want it girl oh, uh, with, with, with the, the thing in the, in the mirror. Like she was like the first TikToker that I was like, I love this girl. Like, oh my God. I, I love, yeah, I love her energy, her everything. Um, so like we, we connected, like I, I think I started following her when she was at like 200,000 followers. I did a, like a, my own, I don't want a video. And it like got 300,000 views, which I was like, Oh, that, that was my first like really viral video. And like she caught wind of it, whatever. And then she like followed me off of it. I'm like, all right, I'm loving this. And uh, now we've kind of like developed like a little bit of a relationship or a little That's bit cool. of a, like a friendship, so to speak. Um, and like, so like I'm going to have her on the mic drop next week. What? Which I'm, I'm like fucking stoked for. Yeah, that's awesome. Hell yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's just, little things though. It's little entre entrepreneurial moves like to continue to remind you. Like I had, I tweeted Gary the other day or I commented on one of his tweets and he said, okay. And I was like, what? He fucking responded. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Gary's like a couple of my tweets and then it's that same feeling of like, you read this? He saw this? You took the time to like it? And it's, yeah. it's the, again, it's the little things. Like for him, it takes two seconds to open up your phone and I'm sure he has a billion of them and he just scrolls past them and he just likes whatever ones are like fresh on his page. But like, if you just happen to be there and you like it, for someone like me, someone like you, it's just yeah. like, damn, yeah. like Gary Vee saw yeah. that. So it's, yeah. I, mean, I have just that. Just talking with Dustin, like that shit, talking with Dustin is wild too. Like he's over, he's the behind the scenes guy. And I, I mean, I, I watched your interview with him and he was saying that, uh, that Gary has like every minute of the day scheduled. Like, I believe it. I, I, I firmly believe that. Yeah. Because which also again from like it stuns me how he puts sets aside an hour or two yeah. to do like tea with Gary V with you know common folk. So it's like like I know he doesn't need to do that, but I appreciate it all the more. It makes me like I, I can't like I can't follow him harder. But like you said, like if he has a product that resonates, like, like I don't sign up for wine text because I don't drink wine, and my fiance yeah. doesn't drink enough wine to where it would be worth it. But like yeah. if he came out with you know, some sort of merch that like I saw and I'm like, damn, yo, I rock with that. Like I'd buy a sweater. Cause I'm like, this guy's brought value to my life. Yeah, for like, sure. So and every I, I, I want to support day. that. So for you, what would be the most, like going back in your history of dating, we're going to go back towards that, that aspect of things. Sure. What would be the most impactful relationship that you've had that really pushed you to the, you know what? I'm the commitment type of guy instead of the, the other, it, the other end. When I was, I was 20. I started talking to someone and I, th I think I started dating her shortly after I turned 21, but she was a, a single mother to like a newborn kid. Oof. And uh, yeah. Um, that's rough. Like, Having me, a like, kid alone is rough, but to a single mom with a newborn, that's. Yeah. Um, but like we, we hit it off. Like I liked her energy. We seemed like, yeah. And then there's part of me, like I've always you know, wanted to be a father. Like I, it's not like I was trying to insert myself into this kid's life or anything like that. Like, mm -hmm. and I wasn't trying to fix her. I just happened to like her and, and she happened to have a kid and I, and I was always very, very well aware that like single mothers, like it's a package deal, single parents, it's, it's a package deal. So you can't like take one without the other. Um, 
And I was like, I was somewhat like resistant at first of like, you know, I don't want to get too close to this kid. Um, and then like she, like, I was like holding her, she fell asleep in my arms one day and like done. I was like sold on her. Um, we were together like a year and a half, like solid, steady or solid, steady ish or whatever. And then like six months of like on and off before she mm -hmm. had to like move away. And that, you know, just completely changed my life from the, the relationship that it was. And then, you know, two years after I was in like a massive depression didn't see, talk to like really much of anybody. Um, and it just changed my whole outlook on, on life, on dating, everything. Um, that's pretty heavy. Cause you like, you didn't only fall in love with the woman, you fell in love with the kid too. Like that's, oh, I felt, I, I've told, I've told my fiance this, I've told my family this, yeah. like my closest friends, like if there was no kid in the picture, we probably would have lasted like two, three months Yeah, and that would have been it. But yeah. like, but like in our first breakup after like, you know, two, three months, like we've broken for like a day or two. Um, like, I remember I, part of me went back. So I'm like, God, I love that kid though. Like, like, I don't, I don't like, like her, her father's in jail and like, it's like true, like cliche stories. Like your know, father's yeah. in prison. So like she, she has nobody else. Like, you know, at least I could try to be a positive influence in this kid's life. Um, and then I, I was young and dumb to not realize like, you know, you can't stay in a, in a relationship for the kid or, or anything like that. Like if the situation with the, with the parent is not, working out so to speak yeah if it, i mean if it's not healthy on the the upper end it would be really hard to really stay into that child's life and do you still talk to them do you, do you have any contact with her and the kid or the kid alone the, the, so they moved was it like august or june i think it was like june june july so the summer of 2012 mm -hmm. um and then i i went down with, to florida with my dad to go see some family down in florida and i like i made the decision because like when, when they left, like I told like the kid, even though she was two, she didn't understand me or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, like I want to at least see her like once a year mm -hmm. going forward or something like that. Um, and I like, we had plans, I had plans to see her on her birthday. So like I said, they left in the summer. So I had plans to see her for her birthday that in January and the mother like canceled it because something came up and I'm like, well shit. Like, so now the next summer when I went down to Florida, I'm like, I'm going like I rented a car, drove seven hours up North, up yeah. Florida. Um, and my dad, like, God bless him. Like, he's always been the most supportive person in my life. And he was like, I don't necessarily agree with what you're doing. Like, but I know this is something that you have to do. Like, he knew that, like, I needed to see her again. Just like, like, he, he saw, he read it all on me. Like, how much I missed her and everything. It's um, super honorable, like, the, uh, to commit. Because there's an energy there. Like, no matter where you're at. If you have, like, a good energy around that person, even if it's an infant. Like, you developed a relationship with that person. And to see them like grow, to see like, man, this is so awesome to see that they're doing this now. They're doing that now. First, first steps, first words, seeing them use a, a utensil for the first time. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, and then like, they just, they, they, the way they look at you, it's, it's a different, that's why like, I, it always annoyed me when my friends would be like, you know, you're not her father kind of thing. Or like, you know, you'll never love her. Like you will your own kid kind of thing. I'm like, I, I don't know what's going to happen here. Like if I'm with the mother, obviously like I'm, planning to stay with her i'll eventually marry her i'll eventually adopt the kid yeah, or whatever yeah. and if we have kids of our own like i'm not going to treat them any differently than i'm going to treat her like mm. she will be my daughter for all intents and purposes mm. um so just yeah like I'm, for me i'm like you you're not in the situation so respectfully like you know just don't don't tell me what i'm feeling or, or, or what i know i'm i'm feeling so the outside influence is really hard to turn off it's really hard to like channel that out like really I don't want to hear it. I don't like I'm doing my thing. It makes me happy. And this kid is definitely benefiting from it from like, you're, they're giving, you're giving them love. Like this is, it's one of those things. The mom could give her something 
you could give her another type of, but you're still giving them an energy. Like if the dad's not there, you're, I'm not saying that you would be the dad, but you're still giving them that kind of like fatherly attention. And that's huge for anybody to come into. Like I grew up in a broken ass home. My mom ran away from my dad because he beat, he beat the shit out of me and my brothers. Like she ran from it. And my stepfather came into the picture years down the road to three really fucking bad kids. Like, and he stuck around because he was in love with a woman. And he did whatever he could to help out with us and to be that father figure with us. So it's like, it's one of those. You were there for the kid and you helped out. And it, he, although I'm sure he got outside noise telling him not to do this because of these kids aren't his kids. You got the same outside noise. And no, this kid is, is benefiting from me being here. And what, although you guys don't agree with it, you're not there. You don't have to fucking sit there with me like this. Like for, for me, putting out the, like the outside, like, I honestly think it's impossible unless you fully like detach yourself from everyone. Like, it's yeah. like, we like, we live in New York. All my friends and family are in New York. Like, unless I said like, listen, we're, we're moving to Idaho <laughs> and you're not going to hear from, no, seriously. I like, and you're not going to hear from any yeah. of us. I'm going to delete my social media. Yeah. I'm not going to come back to New York to visit anybody. Like, we're just going to start a new life there. That's the only way to fully block it out. Cause yeah. otherwise like people will always chime in, whether it's the people who are judging you, the people who are trying to help, but they're also going to give you the tough love. Like it, people, people are always going to have their two cents of what they think that you should be doing with your life. And especially since like, I, I'm not like, like now I'm 31. I feel like if I was to date a single mother, it wouldn't be as jarring. Yeah. Like, you know, you're more mature, you're more Things stable, whatever. different like, from 20 to 30. Like, yeah. I'm, like I'm, I'm like, I'm 21. Yeah, everyone's telling me like, you know, you're in the prime of your life right now. Like, you know, you're in college. This, this is not what you should be doing with your life is yeah. raising another man's kid. Yeah. Um, so like for me, like 20 to 25, like doesn't exist. And yeah. like, I see what all my cousins are doing at 2025. I see, you know, movies, TV shows where I'm like, God, like, did I really just like throw it away? But I'm also like, those were very formative years for me. Like they shaped me. So yeah, I wasn't out partying and screwing around, but like I grew, I definitely got some you know, maturity that I, I desperately needed. Um, and I think that I am now in a better place. And I think I will be a better father and a better husband and a better person now because of those years and those experiences oh yeah i could respect that so much and i mean your your fiance if anybody has benefited from that if anybody else like you you <laughs> kind of had to live through it early on and now you're like you know what i saw that i've lived through it like i i, I could take the things that i have here and like really incorporate it into my life whether or not you guys plan on having kids or not but it's it, there's a growth there and there's an experience there that's huge so beneficial and a lot of people like turn a blind eye to a single mom like this is the harsh truth, but a lot of people are like, Oh, she's, she's a mom and she's got a kid. Like, no, like I'm not swiping right on that. Or I'm not going to go talk to her because she's got a kid. Like I don't want that baggage. I'm not trying to be a dad. And I don't want to hear other people tell me that I'm, I'm trying to go and be a dad. Like the outside influence is hard to, hard to channel out. And it's yeah. uh Last week on, on, on Daily Mike Job, whatever, I had one of like my, my writer friends who I met through Thought Catalog when I was writing about love and dating, whatever, and she is now dating a single thought, or well, dating a single parent, or whatever, dating a man who has a child. Mm -hmm. And that was like, that was the topic of our conversation is like, it was the opposite. You know, she is now a woman going into a situation dating a single father. So we talked about all of that, like outside influences or whatever, what people think, you know, like, and we talked about how the perception of single father or just any single parent of like, you know, oh, like, he's a single father, he must be a deadbeat. Or like, oh, it's a single mother, she must be damaged goods or something. Like, yeah. I heard all of those things. Whatever. So it was a really constructive conversation. It was just great to chat with her about those things. And for me, it was great to just talk to someone who finally like 
understood like yeah. really like yeah. i'm like you're living this so like yeah. i know that you you get where i'm coming from whereas yeah. everyone else you can love me and you can support me all you want but the truth is like there's certain situations that unless you walk in those shoes you'll just never experience it so for me i had my kid at 18 so 18 to now 30 um absent of like a year ago like i was going through the whole dating experience world and being a single father, kind of going back towards that, that topic. Um, when you tell somebody that you have a kid, they're like, Oh shit, you have a kid. Then it's usually like, they're going to disappear or it's going to continue. Oh, so how often do you see him? What is like this and that? And then like, they're open to it. So it's to see the fact that like this type of person is going to be this way, this type of person is going to be that way. And then hearing the, the outside, factor of like you lived it or and she had lived it and kind of went into it like my current relationship it's uh when she heard about it she knew about it she knew from my social media like she was like oh man you have a son like how old is he this and that like super welcome to it and a son and a dog and whatever else you have like you're a package and there's no like you can't just take the guy without the dog you can't take the guy without the kid you know you can't take the guy without the the kid and the dog. So it's like, it, you're really diving in, diving in and really having to accept all of it. And you fall in love with that person. If you're not in love with them, then you got to be selfish and get out of it. Cause it's not healthy for either one of you, especially the kid. Yeah. So I, and I just realized now, like I didn't, I didn't like answer, answer. Like, so I, I talked to the mom once probably like every two or three years. Mm-hmm. Um, like I actually no, I'll like, I'll usually message her just to be like, Hey, yo, give her a hug for me or whatever. Like you don't need to tell her yeah. who it's from. Just like, you know, yeah. like just it's happy, like happy birthday. There's like at this point she's now nine, 10, whatever I think it was like. So like, she doesn't know who the hell I am anymore, yeah. but like just something to know that like thinking about her here and there, whatever. Um, I, I was going through my computer a couple of years ago. I found like all the old pictures of us and I'm like, Hey, I kind of want to delete all this stuff off my computer. But, um, but I also like, I also knew that she didn't really have a camera at the time. So I don't know how many, memory she has so i'm like hey any photos of just her or just the two of you like would you want me to either send them to you or i could print them out and then send them to you just because i don't want to just delete them without at least offering it up if you say you know screw you i don't want them that's Mm -hmm. fine i'll delete them but i would i know i would hate to find out that like someone deleted 500 photos of me and my kid from when they were young when i don't have those photos so she's like yeah like if you can print them out or whatever and like leave them at my aunt's house in new york yeah, I'd appreciate it very much. So I did. I never heard from her in terms of whether she got him or not. But you know, she's she's moved on with life. I've moved on with life. We both seem to be doing better. Um, I'll always wish the best for her and and the child. Like that will never ever change. Um, but I also don't miss our relationship at all. Yeah, I mean, if it's one thing to miss a kid, but not the you know the the parent of the kid or the the ex girlfriend. And I, I've I've actually seen. I think you posted one yesterday, the day before, but you, you were supposed to talk to with your ex girlfriend, like yeah, for so exes not, to not, even talk. Yeah, like not, not not her, but yeah, because um, like a, a different me, one. Yeah, like yeah. So for me, like I actually like some people would be like, yeah, no, it was someone I talked to for two months, or whatever. But for me, it's like no, if we were exclusive, we were talking for two months, like, and I called you my girlfriend, like you're an ex. Like, yeah, that's what it is. So like that was just some, that was like one of those situations we dated for two, three months, whatever. It just didn't work out, like. We have a very chill relationship now. We're like, we'll comment on each other's you know, Instagram stories here and there, but like, at, le- at least on my end, there's there's no romantic attraction or whatever. I don't think that there's any on hers. Um, it was more of like her, her father 
is my aunt's boss. So like my aunt like tried setting us up. She's like, oh yeah, like you should get together. So we tried it out. Just didn't work out, whatever. Um, but yeah, I've, I'm always of the belief that like friends can remain cordial or friends. Yeah, the, yeah, the exes can remain cordial or friends. It's crazy because like I, I had posted a, a video that went semi-viral. It's like 30, 40,000 views. I don't know what it's at now. It's a few months ago, but I, I never posted it with the intent to. Uh, it was about an ex-girlfriend of mine. And she, I guess she ran upon it like a week ago. And it was like my first serious relationship after, you know, dating or splitting up with my wife. And she reached out, I think it was like two, three days ago. Was like, hey, do you mind if you have a, a phone call? Like, uh all right. Like I, I have nothing but love for her. And like, I, she's married now. She lives in another state. You know, she's, we have both 1000% moved on with our lives. And the sole intention of me, like posting that video on TikTok was to really open up the, the, you know, the option for men being able to talk about how they fucked up and how you, you're gotta own it. And it's, it, you know, it impacted so many people on there. I talked about the fact that I was on, uh, other dating sites while we're still together. The fact that, you know, I, I probably was the sole person that ruined our relationship because of all the insecurities I was going through, blah, blah, blah. And when she reached out, we had a phone call like a day or two ago and she was like, Hey, I didn't know any of those things. I was like, yeah, cause like neither one of us were capable enough to listen three years ago, four years ago. It's like, and she's like, well, I need the closure. I was like, well, closure for what? This is like four years ago. You're married now. Like, what are we closing the chapter on? Like, this is so far in the past. And she's like, yeah, I saw your video on TikTok. I was like, oh my God, this is not going to go well. But I love you. <laughs> yeah, and like closure doesn't, all, like, to me, like, it, it doesn't always need to have an, an emotional thing or, or a romantic thing to it. Like, yeah. I remember, I like, when my, the ex before my fiance, like, when we split up, like we wanted to, she wanted to get together for like pretty much like a business meeting. We were trying to start a, a softball tournament for a mutual friend who had lost her home in a fire. Oh. And like, like we were, like we were texting and emailing or whatever. And I got to the point where I'm just like, you know, like we should just like meet up and just cause like we'll, we'll get more done in an hour of talking than, you know, checking our phones here and there, whatever. But I also like talked about it with my fiance who was my girlfriend at the time. And I'm like, look, this is why we're getting together. I have no feelings for her in that way. I will always, like I'll like I'll I care about her like I care about her as a friend and whatever um, but like you like you have nothing to worry about if I thought yeah. that there was something to worry about yeah. I wouldn't put myself in that situation also we probably wouldn't be together because yeah. I like the reason it took a, a couple months for us to get together was because I'm like let me heal from yeah. this situation yeah. and then I can like invest in you to let's talk more about healing because yeah. like most people most people are like. Hey, I'm done with this relationship. I got to find another one super fucking quick. And it's usually like, we just broke up. I'm going to go party. I'm going to meet the new Brad or, you know, the new Sarah, whatever it's going to be like, instead of taking the time to really focus on, Hey, this is why this shit fucked. This is why this, this ended. And we had a, a difference in lifestyles or different opinion, blah, blah, blah. We just didn't get along, but it's, it's like, instead of going back to like the ground level, you start off of where you're broken at. And then you continue to continue to break and break and break and like go on and go from there. So healing, what do you do to like resurface yourself? What, what would you say? Like you had to take the time to heal. So first of all, any, as far as healing goes, like anyone who ever says, you know, the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else. Like no. if you, if you can get over someone by getting under someone else, then you never cared about the person, the, the previous person. That's just, that's my two cents on that. 
No, um, it's perfect. I, I 100% agree. And there's so many people that are going to hear that like 30 second block. They're going to be like, <laughs> uh, but no, healing was also like a thing. Cause like, I, I feel my emotions very, very deeply. So that's why like there are certain times where I read into certain, like any, any good feelings, like whatever, like are heightened to me, whatever, any bad feelings are heightened to me. So I, like, I'll probably overreact one way or the other. Yeah. Um, so healing was something that like, I really struggled with. Like, I remember I was infatuated with this girl like the like one reason why my fiance has not read my first book and why i tell her i don't want her to read is because it's like based mainly based on this girl that like i went on one date with and like fell like head over heels for yeah and it took me a while to like have the have the self-awareness to be like man you were a fucking idiot like you know you just did so many like creepy things or you just didn't read any signals at all you didn't like respect her wishes like you just didn't get it and like like there's times like I to this day I kind of want to like call her up and just be like hey I, I just want to take 30 seconds just to apologize for how I was in in, in that time um like we're, we're still cool she follows me on TikTok so she she's I'm sure she's seen a bunch of my stuff but like some part of me like, like for in terms of closure I just kind of want to like part of me wants to just like throw that out there um yeah. but the rest of healing is like you know give yourself the time and the space like you know like to just be in, in your emotions and, and to figure yourself out and figure out what's going wrong in life. Like I, I had a you know girlfriend for about like, you know, three for like maybe five months or so. And then we broke up and then I saw my ex, whatever, a couple of months later and then we broke up and I started seeing Shannon like soon after. So like there was a point where I'm like, I, I part of me felt like I'm just doing too much or whatever. And I'm also mm-hmm. like, you know, these two girls dump me like high and dry. Like what, like what am I doing wrong? Why, like, why do I keep, either ruining things or why do things keep not working out and mm-hmm. that it took time that's why i told her i'm like i need time to just figure shit out like and just yeah. and clear myself so it's I, I think you're removing people off of social media and like distancing yourself from your exes is a great way to to heal whatever i think you can be friends after the fact but i think in that immediate aftermath you should try to remove yourself and just like be in tune to you um yeah and also sur- surrounding yourself with positive people don't like I don't want necessarily sympathy around me, whatever. I want people who are going to lift me. So people who are like, can make me feel better without being like, Hey man, like let's talk, like let's grab a beer and talk about your ex. Like, that's not what I want. Like, no, like for me, if you know that I love karaoke, whatever, like dude, let's, let's go to karaoke and have a a, a fucking ball tonight. That is going to lift me nights out, you know, just, drinking and sitting around you good know, vibes it's 100 yes. good vibes yeah so whatever it is and I, I mean i think that goes for a lot of things in life but just do things that make you happy and surround yeah. yourself with people who make you happy i, I feel like that's that is a continuous thing like that is has to be a continuous thing because me and me and uh, lydia we both have our separate things that we really focus on like this is my passion like i work a 48 hour week a 12 hour days normally and yeah. uh when I come home, I'm juggling this and my relationship. So it's like, we're both really pursuing things that we're super happy in, but we have so many things that we come together on and we can go and be happy together with. And it's like surrounding yourself with positive media because it's out there. There's some positive mm-hmm. media out there, positive yep. social media, positive, you know, music or uh, podcasting or stuff like that. It's, I couldn't encourage that more on a regular basis every single day. Cause it's like, if you don't feel good listening to it or you don't feel good after you have the conversation with it, then you probably shouldn't have it in your life. It's remove that shit out of there. And my last episode was really diving into more of positivity, but it's like it, listen to the way you're feeling. 
And when you, you just got through a relationship, break down, cry. It's okay. You're a guy. I'm a guy. We both fucking cry. I can admit it. You know, there's times where I find myself in a deep, dark place. But if once I cry and let that shit out, I'm going on my day. We're, we're good to go. Like, just got to find I, it. I was mentioning, I, I don't know if this was yesterday or two days ago, whatever, where like, I know I have a massive cry in me. So like, it's, it's not a, a masculinity thing or, or whatever. Like yeah. I just, it physically, I, I, I can't like, I, I just don't cry. Like I don't let out that big cry, but I know it's in me. And I yeah. know I like, I know I need to get it out. It's been backed up. So like we were talking about how, um, like I, I went back to go see the kid like a year later or whatever. Yeah. And like when I said my goodbyes and got back to the car, like, bawled my fucking eyes out like i've never cried in my life and that was the last time that, that I ugly kim k cry yeah oh it, it was i was it's still one of the most vivid memories of my life because i was like i was punching the steering wheel like and this is like a rental car but i'm like asking myself like why like why can't i have her in my life like i just yeah. i want to make her life better like i'm seeing this shithole that she's living in and i'm like i know i can do so much better for her and like why can't this happen and like why do i feel this way and like and I was just so angry at the word world and myself and then just like let it all out. And then once I did that, I'm like, okay, that felt great to get it out. And I didn't realize that seven years later, it'd be like, that's the last time that like, I really cried out. Like, yes, I've, I've teared up to toy story and yeah, yeah. you'll let out a tear or two, but I, yeah. I mean like, really like that good, out. that good cry. Feels <laughs> amazing. And I'm like, and I want that. I, I wish there was a way to like get hypnotized or trigger it to someone to be like, you know, and when it's out, like you're going to cry for like 20 minutes, but yeah. like, it'll be seven years of backup cry. That, it's it's that an emotional release. It's an emotional yes. release. Fucking, it, if I, if I could cry, I would have no shame in it. Yeah. None at all. I yeah. just, I, I actually hate myself that I can't bring myself to yeah. let it out in that form. For me, my release is poetry and writing in any way, shape or form. How often do you do that? Cause that's like a really impactful creative release. Like, I, I don't write poetry as much. I, I've, I've noticed that like, I pretty much write my poetry or whatever when I'm like heartbroken and sad. Like I can't write anything good when I'm happy yeah. and in a good relationship. But like I, I've stumbled upon like notebooks where I like, I've read about like my exes, like when, when I was in the relationship and I'm like, Oh God, I like, I felt that way. Like you sure. I mean, that might be beneficial to the the brand as well. Like that's something that it was your heart. You put your heart on paper and it was, it was something that it, it fucked you up that, that, that breakup really hit home. And then it, you, when you wrote it down, you put the emotions down and like people, people go back and read that and be like, dude, this guy knows yeah, like every, everything in, in my thought catalog catalog is, is loosely based or sometimes yeah. directly based on a girl that I was seeing or a girl that I was crushing on. Yeah. So like to go back and like, for me, like I can know, you know, that was just me being in my feels. That's about this girl. That's about my ex. That's about this girl, whatever. And, and then when I read them back, I'm like, God, this is awful. Like, <laughs> but but, it, but I, it's good to read that. Cause it's like, yeah, no, that's just, you know, just, that's just writing. That's, that's not yeah. actual emotion or whatever. And then I read the things where like, I know exactly what I was feeling when I wrote that. And I'm like, okay, I can like transport back to that time and, and remember it. Back to the, the fact that you feel like you can't cry. Yeah. Um, I know I've met a good amount of people and I've been to New York. There's a lot of fucking tough people there and they act tough all the time. 99.9% uh, uh, .9 of the people I encountered when I was there, because I mean, from California, there's a bunch of assholes in Texas. Everybody's super nice. And then when I was in New York, everybody, everybody was a different type of asshole. 
but I mean, it was, it was cool to be there. Like the energy there was wild. Like just being in the city alone. Like I know you're just outside the city, but being in the city of New York, was it's nuts. Crazy. Yeah. And like we went all over the place, but the people there were just a little bit different than what I expected it to be. And then like going on the subway and being around Times Square, which is a fucking rat trap, but like going to Central Park and going all over downtown, like the people were a different type of like hardcore and then uh do you feel like that's like keeping you that like molded you to being i'm not being able to cry or uh being able to express those emotions i am in no way shape or form a tough guy like i don't i don't try to be i don't try to put out that persona anyone Mm. who really knows me knows that i'm not like i'm 5'11 150 pounds i intimidate nobody (laughs) I i have tattoos which makes me slightly intimidating to people who don't know me and yeah. to smaller people if they are out there but like no i'm i'm a sensitive bitch i tell people that <laughs> like, like which is why it's like to me it's ironic that i like you would think that like if you like if you ever seen the movie bedazzled um, yeah, yeah whatever like you would think that i would be like the emotional one of like the prettiest sunset ever <laughs> and you just and i like and like oh god that would be that would be zach you know like to write poetry talks about love whatever like but my toughest friends who will say that like they're tough guys like like oh, I don't cry I'm like dude I've seen you cry I can count on <laughs> so like don't tell me that you don't cry like and it's it's fine I know you're tougher than me I know you're bigger than me I know you're stronger than me I know you're tougher than me but you cry it's yeah. fine yeah. and I don't it doesn't make me in any way shape or form more of a man than you are it's just, just a different way of expressing your emotions personality yeah. defect like it honestly is a defect because like I I agree it's an emotional release and it's healthy and it's cathartic and it's something that I wish I could do. And I just can't bring myself to do it. Yeah. But yeah. one day, it, I'm, I'm sure it'll happen. I don't know what's going to trigger it, but I'm afraid to see what it will be that, that does the job. But I mean, yeah. just keep doing your thing until it comes up. Oh my yeah. Gosh. But I, I mean, it's been a little over an hour now, and I want to, I want to say thank you so much for coming on with me. Like this, there's so much content here. There's so much information here that so many people are going to benefit from, especially like the alpha or the masculine feminine, like. There's so many fucking people out there that are so afraid to express emotions and they kind of just cover it up with other shit and never really go back to like being happy. And that big ass cry, that shit happens. It's okay to to do that. And um, I just want to say thank you so much for being with me today and taking the time out of your day to, uh, to do the interview and, you know, whatever I could do to, to help you out in, in the future, just let me know, but this has been awesome. And, um, I appreciate know. you having me on. Thank you so much for the, audience. it's odd. like I was t- talking to my friend yesterday on, on my episode, but she's a reporter mm-hmm. and like we were both reporters. So she's like, it's kind of weird being, being on the opposite side. Yeah. Like you, you used to be the one asking the questions so from me. I'm like, Oh God, now I know exactly what she was feeling yesterday. Yeah. It's, it's different to be, answering questions about yourself and whatnot rather than to be asking them i'm uh, usually doing it as a professional thing like i I got the way i have to answer ask questions and get the questions and the the answers from people i'm like i gotta take notes i gotta do this because i'm gonna write this report like this is a there's a big litigation thing that goes with my job so (laughs) when i'm doing it it's not like such a relaxed like go with the flow type of thing so this is like i love this and for you opening up to me about the the stories that you did like completely amazing and just thank you so much. And you know, if you guys want to get a hold of Mike, I'm gonna leave all the inf- information below. And I mean, if I'm gonna check out his book, and he's over here talking about publishing it a few years ago, it's got to have some raw content in there. So I'm pretty excited about <laughs> that too. But 
thank you for tuning in to the John Hollywood show. If there was any part of this show that, you know, benefited you, please, I couldn't encourage more. Uh, like, comment, share, check out Mike, and then I hope you guys have an amazing week. Talk to you later.